Rugby League fans, welcome to the NRL Back 3 podcast. Coach LJ and Squid here bringing you bands from the week that was and of course the week ahead. Now we just had round 23 and geez, there were some close results on the weekend. And that's just in Supercoach. But before we get to that, we did have some NRL as well. And uh, we have LJ and Squid here. Boys, how was your weekend? Oh, Coach, you said it. What a fucking weekend. But I have to touch on something first. Fucking hell, the desperation of people these days. I was just walking to my house and someone came up to me offering me a suitcase of money to talk about their latest drink. The state of him to think that McKenna bourbons weren't only delicious, but so affordable as well. The delectable taste that melts in your mouth, easy on the pocket, and helps the partner look a little tasty. <laughs> McKenna bourbon. I drink it because they pay me to. So you should too. Ding, 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 ding. And listeners, if you're here playing the game at home, delectable is the word of the day. <laughs> D-E-L-I-T-A-B-L-E. It feels like that might have been a little bit of hashtag spawn there, LJ. Hey, mate. <laughs> Take it where I can get it for these days, you know? <laughs> Fair enough, mate. We are coming into a recession. But you know what, lads? I supported LJ's decision to do Dry Balls July, and I commended you for seeing that out. Now that that's done, my support doesn't stop there for him. I've also supported him across the first weekend of Monsoon August. Boys, I pushed the boat out so far, I ran into I Am The Captain now from Captain Phillips. And this was the result of the Waz having a Friday night game and all but guaranteeing a top 8 spot since 2015. Now please don't fact check that, I'm just excited and happy because it was Friday beers, Saturday beers and Sunday beers. What a weekend, fellas. What, what about Monday? No beers on Monday? This is monsoon August, little man. You don't quit on Monday. You don't quit at halftime. Fuck, I started Tuesday last week and we've been swimming. It's like a lagoon in my house right now. Oh, mate, the boat I was in, apparently it uh, took money for fuel, so it's a little bit tight till payday. Oh, how good. But speaking of things, how good. Boys, you know what? I'm going to take this one. I've had my head in the sand for the last few weeks as I've had to sit through this section because there's been nothing good. And you know what? The Sharks fucking did it. They didn't want a premiership. They didn't want a playoff game. But they fucking beat a team in the top eight. <laughs> they beat a team in the top eight, boys. That's two this year. Woohoo! Two more and that's four. But, you know, fuck. They actually won and I didn't think they were going to win another game this year. I honestly had West Tigers winning one game over them. But fuck was good. Without Will Kennedy, Connor Tracy. Revelation at the back. Fast, energetic, breath of fresh air, constantly involved, always there. It was just amazing to watch. Now, they just have to do what the Sharks have done all year and wail on the teams outside the eight. So first up is the Titans. Hopefully, we just put 50 on them. Oh, well, LJ, mate, little did you know, the Sharks' entire team, their entire squad, their back office, front office, their coaches, their players, they're all massive fans of the NRL Back 3 podcast, and they all heard that we completely wrote them off going three for three for their opposition in the Rabbitohs last week in our TAB time picks. Oh, mate, we called the Rabbits to win undoubtedly. All three of us picked the Rabbits. They were going to slaughter the Sharks, and they thought they'd prove us wrong. Good on you, Sharkies. You, you mean the, the Sharks actually listen? Oh, oh, I mean, uh, I mean, I blackmailed them a little bit, but you know what's a little blackmail between friends? Yeah, I heard old Paul Gallen actually uh, finally looked at your DM and thought, fuck, I might check this bloke out. Well, I finally got the restraining order lifted because he couldn't prove shit. So, like, now he's part of the team, boy. Welcome back, son. It was a different LJ from a different NRL Back 3 podcast. <laughs> it's amazing what eight years can do, eh? <laughs> Memory of a goldfish, that bloke. 
I mean, I did some community service. I mean, not officially or really much at all. Like, I mean, I picked up the bin outside the other day. Well, you thought about doing community service, and that's just as important. Moving on, fellas. All right, how good for me. How exciting was Fins Up versus the two on the board game? This lead went back and forth all game and even saw the Dolphins score in the last couple of minutes with Asako unfortunately missing at the kick that could have drawn the game and sent it into extra time. Now this was good for a couple of reasons. Even these teams with nothing to play for, giving the fans some excitement with the last month of football before we head into finals and two on the board are really pushing for that final spot. You know, ever since they got those two rookies, that new guy, Caelan Ponga, started this year, I believe he, uh, halfway through the season, and that new superstar, Phoenix Crossland. So their team's really starting to take shape. Good to see. Oh, squid mate, I don't know if you heard, but in the middle of the year, someone came out and said that Caelan Ponga actually suffered from amnesia from the 15 head knocks he got earlier. And in that last head knock, he actually remembered how to play again, hence why he's playing so good in this last two or three weeks. So good on the little bloke. He's, uh, yeah, he's, he's remembered how to play, which is quite a good, good thing. I mean, it's not hard when you only attempt three tackles every game. It's not hard to remember to put where to put your head. Yeah, but when you're getting knocked out one of every three times, <laughs> it's like rolling a dice, mate. A four-sided dice. The worst thing is he's actually been sued by the headgear company because the amount of concussions versus tackles he's got wearing that shitty headgear. Fucking hell. Who does he think he is, Jared Croker? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, how good. But for me, boys, how good were the Panthers ripping up the storm after the standout performance? And it was actually billed to be the electric game of the year. But uh, turned out to be the first 20 minutes. It looked all but that. And then uh, I think Tonema Pia, he's a fucking unit these days. He used to be a scrawny motherfucker. Well, he scored the first try, and then it was all downhill from there for the Panthers. And old Brian Toto, man, fuck, he had an incredible game, scored a couple of tries, and he honestly looked like he did last year and the year before because this year he just fucking, I don't know, I think the headgear in his case, he's kind of been out of shape as well. But he finally looked like that awesome winger that we've seen the last sort of two three four years ever since game three of origin toto's really stepped it up and he's actually got rid of the headgear now hasn't he so he's fucking seeing clearly now yeah <laughs> who the fuck sold him his headgear did he sign up a shitty deal with caleb ponga but you talk about it mr young tonamapia poor bastard he uh did that amazing try and now he, i think he's done for the season you think he's injured himself one and done the victor radley of the storm I remember when he first signed A, there was all hype around him. He was the first Melbourne-born or Victorian-born player to play for the Storm, which is quite hilarious because it was like the 25th year for the Storm in the NRL. Well, it's so funny now because they're going to have to change his name to middle-aged Tonomopia. And you thought my joke last week was bad. Well, <laughs> let's head on over to Muppet of the Week, fellas. <laughs> NRL Fuck, Muppet of the Week is tighter than Squid's ass cheeks when it's his turn to buy a round. I mean, we had a flurry of high shots with Nathan Brown, Tom Burgess, and Foot Awaker all throwing force in at the face. Shit, even the NRLW got involved, so the Eels player dumping a player firmly on their head. It's got to be one of the worst lifting tackles I've ever seen. But to be fair, she didn't have enough strength. She just lifted her up and was like, oh fuck, there she goes. Well, the thing about the women's game, mate, there's a little bit more weight in the upper shoulder region. Um, so, yeah, it's a lot more head contact that way. They have a different uh, center of gravity than us males, apparently. <laughs> Rumor is she landed on the head and then got slapped in the face of the boo, which caused the concussion. But also, <laughs> alongside that, we even had the back chatting to the ref, with Jack Whiten complaining the ref was doing everything they can to help the Tigers win. I mean, sure, mate. 
The ref was really trying to help the Tigers win. The last place wooden spooners. Yeah, that's what the fans want to see. The Tigers don't even help the Tigers win. <laughs> <laughs> they don't even know how to win. I mean, shit, even a new tackle was invented. The old scorpion tackle, aka the walls of Jericho, on Mr. Weak Ankles Walsh himself had him crying for the 10th time this game. I mean, it's really hard to call it, but we will have to go with the player who has the new super coach record for most negative points, Mr. Nathan Brown, who got on for one tackle, which was a red card giving him negative 15 points and the title of Muppet of the Week. Fucking hell, that's well deserved. I mean, if you want to get on and get a contract, get paid and do one tackle and never have to play again for the rest of the game, well deserved. Very Adrian Morley-esque. Yeah, he hasn't played too much footy this year, actually. So I think he thought he was actually playing golf and he was looking for that negative uh, 15 par, under par, going for a world record. Thought he was Tiger Woods, maybe. I don't know. But yeah, LJ, mate, there were a fuck ton of head highs over the weekend. A lot of uh, nominees for Muppet of the Week. But that also takes us to what could be Muppet of the Year. And that's coming up over the final series. We have our Steadies competition where we will be naming a whole array of Steadies, including... Sexiest ref, which, to be honest, we all kind of know who that's going to be. Hardest hit, best falcon, best try celebration, and of course, everybody's coveted the Dane Nielsen Player of the Year Award, a.k.a. <laughs> the Trash Player. Because I'm the trash man. So that's coming up in just a few weeks. So if you've got a few ideas for a few laughable moments over the last year, send them on through to our Facebook page and we'll add them to the list. Maybe they'll make a nominee. Well, speaking of laughable moments, Squid, do you want to head us on over to Supercoach Corner and tell us what happened, chap? Well, speaking of trash, let's head over to Nathan Brown's favourite segment, Super Trash Corner. <laughs> I'm over the shit. Cause he's a super coach, super coach He's super coach Oh boys, I called it and sure enough I beat the shit out of Nick in my 1v1 It was by 15 points But hey, it gives me the week off and that's all that matters But Russo, oh, he was a tough beat of the round As I called it And LJ, mate, how did it feel going down to the big fella? Looks like my strategy paid off, huh? Yeah, it's a tough one this week So I've fallen into southern death footy and now if I win, the prize is taking on Coach in the semis. And you know how much he loves a raging semi. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> but fuck, had to blame the coach himself. I did one stupid change in the last minute before the Dolphins game, where I believe Hamaso was going to be playing fullback, so I switched him in for Asako. Then Asako went 125 and Hamaso got 37, and then I lost by 30. But you know, you win by being a dumbass, you lose by being a dumbass, so... Oh, I mean, I was gutted. I could have held off trading and resting this weekend. But fuck it. This is playoff footy. I want to play every week. The team is fucking hungry. And Matty Boy, we are coming for you. And I know that box is on the line. I will accept Bear or our good friends at McKenna, who have a delightful bourbon that you may not have heard of. <laughs> now, lads, you might be looking at Squid saying that he's knocked out and thinking that this season is a fail. But it's actually been a success for the Squid Sacks. Lasted a whole full seven days longer than last season. And no, it's not because I made it a week further. It's just because final started a week later this season. Because that extra team. Thank you, Dolphins. Now, Squid's going to be licking the windows for the next three weeks, looking from the outside in like he did last year. And that is called consistency, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm not, I ain't even mad about it. Stress is off. My money's on Kosh. He's, uh, he's played the best game so far this year, and uh, I reckon he's going to do it. Let's go, champion. Uh, hello? Sorry, boys, just one minute. Uh, sorry. Uh, oh, yeah, good to see you, mate. Yeah, good to... What's going... 
Yeah. Oh. Yeah, sorry, sorry about that, mate. Um, no, that, that makes complete sense, buddy. Um, I, uh, I'm actually live right now, so I'll, I'll mention it. Like, right? Yeah. No. Again, sorry, mate. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. No. No. We'll we'll, we'll be better next time. This, yeah. Yeah. We'll mention it this week. Yeah, mate. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. See ya. Coach, mate. Some fucking professionalism right now, mate. What are you up to? Fuck, boys. Um, we've fucked up. We've we've lost a good fifty grand there. Um. That was Dougie from Dougie's Donuts, and he actually said that we failed to mention the the zero score in the women's NRL last week, and we kind of have to mention this week that the Dragons went down 30-0 to the Roosters uh, on the weekend. But just to catch up on where we were at last week, again, sorry, Dougie. Um, last week, the Sharks women's team went down to 10 points to the West Tigers. So uh, again, uh, sorry about that. We, 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 we'll take the uh, hit on that one. So yeah, thanks, Dougie's Donuts. Uh, so the thing about Dougie's Donuts, it's a little bit different to Debbie, where he actually pan fries all of his donuts, and the woman actually get half the portion of donuts once every four weeks, which is quite weird. But uh, thank you very much, Dougie's Donuts. There will be a set of donuts coming your way this weekend. Thank you, Dragons. And thank you, Dougie's Donuts. Fun fact, they're actually the new sponsor for the seats outside the windows. They've had to make it a double seat, so producer Troll can sit next to Squid and those, they can lick that window together as a team. <laughs> well, enough about Dougie. Let's head over to his favourite section, TAB time. Oh, boys, you know what? I think we should hit some end-of-year season form. Should we hit a purple patch of TAB odds? Should we just pick it all right? Like, we've fucked with the listeners enough all year obviously letting some teams win where we knew they weren't going to win and stuff like that so let's get it sorted thursday night we have the seagulls versus the panthers and you know what i just don't see the panthers not getting 40 points this this is manly out this is them done for the season and that's us cheering it on so i'm going to be cheering on thirsty thursday so i love seeing the panthers you know i might have to bring some of them into my super coach team since i'm still playing what about, what about you, Coach? I mean, you don't even need to watch. Your players are all rested this weekend. Hey, I'll be watching front row seat for the Panthers to take on the Sea Eagles. And you know what? Sea Eagles are missing their best player in Matthew Lodge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I uh, can't, even, can't even get through that without laughing. But, uh, mate, Panthers all day. They've got it. It's going to be a fucking smash fest. My reason for this week's pick is the Panthers, but it's not because the Panthers are awesome and, you know, they're just such a dominant team, but it's just more because it's really going to ruin the Seagulls' chances to make in the top eight. And that's just one of my greatest little fantasies in this world of NRL. When the Seagulls miss out on that top eight, it's such a beautiful sight for me. So you can lock me in for the Panthers this week. Now, kicking off Flaccid Friday, we have Sharks versus the Titans. Now, Titans coming off that hefty 12-man loss against the Warriors, and the Sharks going for their second win for the first time in three seasons. So, hopefully, it's going to be a good game. Somehow, LJ, I think after the rabbit they've pulled out of the hat last week, I think they might actually pull this one off, and somehow, some way, after all of us picked them finishing like 11th, they're going to find themselves in the top eight. So, up the Sharkies. LJ. Oh... It feels good to be back with the Sharks on Friday footy. Flaccid Friday nonetheless, so no sad hand jobs when it's that flaccid. But come on, Sharks. The hopes crawled back into me. I'm fucking hyping up. It's them versus the Titans. You know I hate the Titans with a passion. Come on, Sharks. We need it. Boost that for and against. Let's lay them out. Let's lay out Jaden Campbell at the back. Fucking high knees through the defensive line, boys. Let's just let's just put him out of his misery. 
What about you, Coach? <laughs> oh, mate, I hate to break your little heart, but uh, this bet's already made it. But I honestly think the Titans might actually take this one out, brother. Uh, Tino's back. David Fafita was looking really sharp. And, yeah, that little piece of shit at the back called Campbell, was he, he could have won the game for the Titans against Warriors last week. So we were pretty fucking lucky to come away with it. But, uh, yeah, I'm going Titans, but uh, the bet's already made. It's, it's going to be the Sharkies for us, isn't it? You can be a real cunt sometimes, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a realist, bro. I'm a realist. <laughs> now the second game on Friday is the Broncos with their home night advantage and their home field advantage against the Eels, those slippery, slippery Eels. Now, this one's pretty easy for me, and unfortunately, the Broncos are going to win. I just think they are going to be the better team on this one, uh, as much as I want the Eels to win, but um, hopefully, I'm wrong. Squid. I'm uh, riding that same boat as you, Coach. I feel like the Broncos are going to win. Really wish the Eels would win just to give the Warriors that better chance for a top-two finish, but, I mean, they struggled against the West Tigers last week, and... I actually hope that I don't jinx it for the Wars, but if you struggle against the West Tigers, you don't really deserve to win the following week, regardless who you play. So for me, it's the Broncos. Oh, this is do or die for the Eels. This is probably one of their easiest matches, because I think, who else do they have? I think they have Melbourne and Penrith and the bye after this. And I heard the bye is looking pretty good, so I don't know where they're going to get those two points from. But yeah, it's hard to look past the Broncos. I've heard Adam Reynolds is back. He's backing up. He's ready to go, and... Yeah, if the Eels win, it'll be an amazing game. And I'd love to see Reese Walsh knocked out or at least humbled. But I think it's the Broncos again. But that does lead us on over to Superb Saturday. And it's interesting. We've got the Rabbits versus the Dragons. Now, the Rabbits struggle against the West Tigers. And they got touched up against the Sharks. Can they put the Dragons to the sword? Yes, the answer is yes. Because, you know, I've got a lot of rabbits in my team and I need them to score this week at Supercoach. So, come on, rabbits. Sort your fucking life out. Coach. Yeah, mate. It's For me, it's got to be the rabbits. They just don't like playing out in the country. It's a little bit cold out there, you know? So this is going to be the inner city life. The rabbits are going to come in. They're going to play strong. And the dragons are definitely going down a good 30, 30 points, I reckon. Give them, give them a, a plus minus of 30. There's your bonus bet, folks. Now, for me, boys, this one has to be the Rabbits. Their season is on the line. There's uh, teams nipping at their heels, and they're running out of chances. So uh, with the likes of Latrell back, Cody Walker, um, Lee's favorite winger of all time, Alex Johnson-Smalldick, you know, they've just got a team of stars, and they need to do it uh, if they want to be playing come September. So for me, it will be the Rabbits this week. Now, this is the one, fellas. Home game to the Tigers. A lot of teams seem to be struggling against them next week. Warriors have uh, proven that they are a top four team this year. Although the Tigers do have Luke Brooks back, so that's always a worry. Not sure how uh, the Warriors will handle that, but uh, we've got to be up the Wars. We've got to be positive. We've got to give them the victory, even though it's a away game in Hamilton. Up the Wars. I mean, I know how to deal with Luke Brooks. Just hold the ball a metre and a half in the air. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's out of the game from there on out. I mean, he is all hamstrings, and fuck, I love me some hamstrings. But... It is my go, and I'm. it's got to be the wise. They have to win out from here on out. They've got to show that. And you know what? They have to put them to the sword. Thank you, Tigers, for bringing this game to Waikato. But yeah, I don't want you turning up. I want the Warriors just putting a hurt on you, showing some discipline. In fact, young fullback Taupiki. This is great experience. What about yourself, Coach? No chance. Nickel clock's dead. No problems. As you mentioned, mate, Talpiki out the back, and he actually had an impressive last sort of 60 minutes of that game last weekend. And you know what they say? The Tigers and Hamilton have one thing in common. 
they all have syphilis. <laughs> but boys, moving right along to our next Saturday night game. It is the Rooters versus the Dolphins. And to be honest, both teams have been quite disappointing this year. Dolphins have pride to play for, though. They don't want the season to be absolutely embarrassing. So I'm, I'm actually going to pick them. And we're week four of four. So Victor Radley is due a Sidbin, and he'll be off for another four weeks. So lock me in, Dolphins. I have to go complete opposite here with Kosh. I mean, uh, Roosters actually played semi-decent last week, and they've still got that glimmer of hope, you know, a couple of rounds to go. They need it. They're fighting for their season. Dolphins don't really have uh, that much on the line, you know, with them being uh, mathematically out. So for me, it is the Roosters, and to be honest, don't really care, but I need to pick something, so there you go. LJ. I reckon the Roosters have it, boys. I mean, I don't really want to watch it, but... You know, just maybe hopefully Asaka gets another three tries this week and he can make it the team. But yeah, I think the Roosters have it. They're just they're just years above Dolphins. Fun fact, Cody Nikarima named at fullback. Hamaso in the centres. Oh, well, that is a trade. That is a switch. I'll definitely not be playing Hamaso again this week because he just didn't touch the ball last week and he's not going to touch it now. And probably Joey Manu is going to put a handprint right on that face, right on the hammer himself. But that will take us to Sad Handjob Sunday. And would you believe it? The fucking Storm have been named on a Sunday. Storm haven't played Sunday all year. They're actually versing another top eight side. What the fuck's going on? We have a top eight clash at 4 p.m. on Sunday. Storm v Raiders. Now, normally you'd say this is a Storm done deal. But you know what? Raiders are the bogey team in Melbourne over the last four to five years. So with that in mind, I'm locking in the Storm. What about yourself, Coach? Oh, I'm going to go with the Storm mate, old Hughes is back. And you know what? Tom Mapia has actually been named, so there is a chance that he might play. But uh, in all honesty, mate, I think the Raiders are missing too many of their key back line. And uh, I think the Storm are going to come away with the win on this one. You can guarantee another bonus bet that old Ricky and uh, Bellyache, they'll go out for a beer afterwards every every year. Yeah, I'm back in the boys this, this week. Uh, Three-way for the Storm. I just feel Storm at home. Hughes back, getting close to finals again. It's um, you know, the Cameron Munts will bring out something just miraculous, even if it's just to win the game. And uh, LJ, this might be the result that uh, your Sharky boys need, mate, if the Storm can get away with it, because they'll uh, leapfrog the Raiders looking at this ladder, and uh, all of a sudden that uh, points difference might not uh, even matter. Now, this brings us to the last game of the round, last game of Sad Handjob Sunday, and it's the Knights versus the Bulldogs. Now, we all had a little bit of excitement with the Bulldogs this year, but they just haven't failed to perform. And if anything, I feel like mate, they might have switched places with the Knights. So maybe the Knights are the new Bulldogs team this year. Uh, I actually want to see the Knights run away with this one, you know, get up a big win, really start putting the uh, scaredy cat into some of these top eight teams. And shit, they might even uh, have a chance to leapfrog uh, LJ's beloved Sharks if they don't uh, play their cards right. So two on the board for me this week. Well, you know what? I like the Knights, but then everyone suddenly jumped on them. So I reckon they're not going to win a game for the rest of the season. And I got the dogs. I reckon the dogs are going to win this. They've had enough. Tevito Pangai Jr., I think he's going to lay someone out. It could be Gus Gould. It could be a Knights player. could be a cheerleader. I don't know. He's laying someone out. But I've got the Bulldogs. Matty Burden, eh? He's just something about him this week. On a Sunday, he loves bombs. He loves to go out for, on the piss on Friday night. He should be good by Sunday. So I'm locking in the dogs. 
Bay South Coast, you got the deciding vote. Mate, I'm actually backing you, and I'm going for the dogs as well. I actually won't be watching this game. I'm going to try and find the pub that Ricky and Ballyacre are drinking at, and I'm just going to fucking get ridden off with them. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to go to the Bulldogs. I think they have to win a few games at the end of the season, and I think this is one of them. I'm not a big fan of the Knights. I think they're overhyped at the moment. I don't know why everyone's getting hope behind them, um, and I think this is going to be one of those games that sort of shows everyone that they are just as shit as they actually are. Oh, you got to love it. And you know what else you got to love? Here's the lineup for you to win some easy money. You got to go Panthers, Sharks, Broncos, Rabbits, the Waz, Roosters, Storm, and then those Bulldogs. And you know what? It's 50-50 between the Bayern Cowboys, but lock in the Cowboys. And there you go. Easy money. We've guaranteed it. That is eight this week. Eight from eight. Oh, we've got to get it right one week, mate. And that, to me, looks pretty fucking sharp. But, boys, that actually brings us to the end of this week's NRL Back 3 podcast. So, listeners, have yourself a fantastic weekend. Slay many beers and those delicious McKenna's. Get your sponsor here. And we'll see you live here next week on the NRL Back 3 podcast. I'm pretty sure they actually call it a boo pie. <laughs> I was going to say get concussed by their own boobs.